Chapter Twenty of The Haunted Hangar by Van Powell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Ready by Matt Perard. Chapter Twenty. Sandy turns over a new leaf. From the rear of the crowd in the hangar, Pilot Larson came forward. Who was in that boat? He asked. Could you recognize him? The flares died just too soon. Dick informed him. Maybe Mr. Everdale saw more than we did. The millionaire shook his head. There's one way to check up, Jeff suggested. Who's not here who was in the house before the life preserver was missed? You can learn nothing from that, Miss Serena spoke up. Too many are away. We can get somewhere, anyhow, Larry insisted. Captain Parks, can you account for your men? Yes, sir. Those who are not here are in the tender. I saw them start to get back. Mr. Everdale's hydroplane, Sandy nodded. The fellow who flew with you in the seaplane isn't here, remarked Larry quietly, and after a glance around, he said, neither is the yacht stewardess. I sent her to her cabin, Miss Serena stated. She was greatly disturbed about this affair. Oh, said Larry, slowly, she was. Yes, but she is a high-strung girl, argued the lady, and during the silence that followed, she turned to her relative. Atley, she told the millionaire, we are getting nowhere. For my part, I believe that the emeralds have already been destroyed. Destroyed? Certainly, that seems to be the purpose. In the London Hotel, a person as clever as that must have planned this entire affair, and has undoubtedly accomplished his wish and vanished long ago, or else he can never be caught because we have no way to discover him. He ought to be caught and punished, Jeff argued. That there set of emeralds was too precious for us to let somebody do a thing like this here. We know who was on the yacht, Larry agreed with Jeff. At least we can try to find out who threw the emeralds off. We know, Dick broke in. Don't you remember that Miss Serena recognized the maid, Mimi, by her uniform? Then why don't we go and question her, Larry suggested. Make her tell what she knows. A murmur of assent broke out among the seamen, who were naturally anxious to be cleared of any possible suspicion. Did you get an answer from Mrs. Everdale when you telegraphed her about Mimi? asked Dick. Mr. Everdale shook his head. Not yet he admitted. I don't believe Mimi is the one. She was with my wife during the last seven years, and you get to know a person's character in that time. Just the same, Larry insisted. Many respected bank tellers have been discovered for what they were after bank money disappeared. As I live and breathe, Mr. Everdale spoke gruffly. I begin to wonder if you shouldn't be the one to have suspicious for a nickname. You have suspected Jeff, and me, and my friend, who was with me, and Larson here, and his passenger, Captain Parks, and now Mimi. It will be Miss Serena next. My gracious, the lady exclaimed. I hope not. I never will, Dick declared. I guess I caught the disease from Sandy. Larry was red-faced. I admit I deserve the nickname now. If Sandy doesn't object to losing the nickname, then... Mr. Everdale smiled a little teasingly. Oh, he's welcome to it, Sandy cried. I've turned over a new leaf. How's that? 
Jack wanted to know. I used to take one little thing for a start and make up my mind that whoever did it was the one I must suspect, Sandy explained, but that's like trying to prove a man guilty because I think he may be. That's so, Dick began to chuckle. Penny clues on folks is like the clothing salesman who tried to sell a white linen suit to a man who wanted a dark gray one. I'll give you what you want, the salesman said, and he went over and pulled down all the shades. And that there suit looked dark, chuckled Jack. Now I mean to listen and watch and not suspect anybody, as if I had a dark suit and a light one to sell, and I'd wait to see who the different suits fitted. Breaking into a hearty laugh, Jeff slapped Sandy on the shoulder. <laughs> that there's the ticket, he said. By the way, Captain Parks turned to his employer. How about that cruise around New York to see the buildings lighted up that you told me to get the yacht ready for? As I live and breathe, Mr. Everdell slapped his thigh. I forgot all about our birthday dinner and cruise for Sandy. Well, the dinner was being got ready when you sent for us, remarked the captain. A birthday dinner? For me? Meant for a surprise? chimed in Dick. I'm starving, laughed Larry. Then let's go on board the tramp and see what the chef trots out. Mr. Everdale led the way, inviting the others who had not originally been planned for. Thanks, Larson stated. I'm too tired. Me for bed. That's right, laughed Dick. After a crack-up, always take a rest up. Now we'll shelve this mystery. Mr. Everdale led the way to the tender, which would transfer them to the yacht for the evening run around illuminated Manhattan. Eat and have a good time, Sky Patrol. We will, gladly, sir, agreed Larry. With the zest of healthy youth, the chums shelved the mystery and hid their chagrin at being wrong again. The repast provided by the yacht, chef, was worth their attention. Especially palatable was the iced lemonade, which the hot, humid night made very delightful. How do they get these ice cubes the same tint as the lemonade? Larry wondered admiring the yellowish tone of the cubes as he stirred the clinking mixture in his tall glass dick grinned die he chuckled if you want special food or drink you have to dye it to dye it jack caught the pun that there's a hot one it leaves me cold larry came back at him but i'm interested about this ice why asked mr everdale curiously it's simple enough the youngest member of the Sky Patrol broke in. They pour some of the lemonade into the compartments in the ice trays and freeze that. It is better than plain ice because it doesn't weaken the lemonade at all. That's right, Larry agreed. Why, Mr. Everdale, I was only curious. I don't know much about refrigerating plants, and I didn't think they could turn the ice any color they liked, but I see they can. He dropped the subject, finished his drink, and with the others partook of a frozen sherbet also prepared in the yacht's icing plant finished they were invited on deck to see the sights of manhattan's night sky with its millions of electric bulbs on signs and in high windows and on skyscraper domes painting a fairy picture against a dark heaven what made you speak about the tinted ice sandy asked softly only what i explained larry retorted I hadn't thought about colored ice cubes, ever. And aren't you taking any hint from the yellow tones? Sandy demanded. No, why should I? 
don't you dick not a thing sandy what's in your mind well think if they can freeze lemonade and get yellow ice cubes they can freeze lime juice even something darker and get green cubes larry broke in yes or freeze indigo and get blue ones what of it what would dark green ice cubes conceal both chums stared at sandy what would dark green ice cubes conceal suddenly dick gripped his arm emeralds he almost shouted it but dropped his voice instead what better place could captain parks or anyone else find if he thought the life preserver idea might be too open but the chef would discover it they couldn't be left there certainly they could sandy was earnest if the captain ordered that they be kept for his special use and if he drank lime juice come on let's ask him they followed sandy to the bridge captain sandy asked what's your favorite drink lemonade or i'm very fond of lime drinks sandy elated and panting turned to mr everdale as dick and larry raced away come on sir sandy panted i'll show you your emeralds End of chapter twenty